podcasting from the Sportique Studios, where for the next 96 hours, your Denver Broncos will continue to be world champions. This is the South Stands Denver Fancast. I'm Colin Daniels without producer Scott Stafford, but with... From the University of Colorado at Denver, via Albuquerque, New Mexico, doctoral candidate, lecturer, radical, liberal elitist, and big-time sports fan, Roberto Montoya, and your host, John Reedy. Hey, yeah. hey, yeah. Uh, yeah. Woo. The the the, uh, the force clapping just never gets old, Colin. And 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 every every time he sits there and tells everyone to clap, and I'm like, don't tell somebody to clap. If they want to clap, they can clap. It's great, but it's a lot better than forced boner. Just ask yes, Vance Joseph. That is, that is true. <laughs> uh, well, welcome to the show, everybody. We're back. Uh, we were gonna we we're gonna be la- we we're gonna do it last week, but um, uh, I was sick. Um, I think Robert, you were sick, um, and uh, Scott is now sick. So Scott, Scott is now sick. Scott is now sick. He so, said he was feeling great last week. It's one of those things. This time of year, it just it just settles in, and I'm still kind of sick, so it never leaves you, and just kind of you just kind of stay this constant state of stick, sick until the the heat, the the cleansing fire of the sun can burn it out of you in the summertime. So that's what I'm hoping for, and we'll, we'll hopefully get to there soon. If you notice, the sun is it's staying lighter later now. Yeah, and like five thirty, five forty five. It's nice. We're, so we're I'm, I'm looking toward it. I'm looking forward to it. I, I've Pitchers had and enough. catchers in two weeks. That's right. Yep. We got the we got the Rockies coming up. We'll have lots to we got lots to talk about with the Rockies because they're they're making moves, baby. So that's really good. I'm but stopped. but uh but Robert, welcome to the show. Want to want to welcome you in and uh and I, I'm sure you've got to, we got a, we got a full plate of things to talk to you about tonight. Well thank you so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. This is um this is something different for me and a, a really cool way to talk about some of the work that I do on a day-to-day basis and connect two things that I love, race and sports. And Absolutely. so for me, uh, it's, it's really cool to be here, so I appreciate it. It's, it's, a, it's a fascinating topic, and we talk about it. We've talked about it forever. Um, I know it's a, you know, something we always like to bring up. Um, it, it, there's so many different ways you can go with it, and I think there's so many people that have um, you know, such you know, probably – good opinions on it and some people have really horrible opinions on it so it's it's always an interesting to talk about i was just thinking today and i was like i just it just crossed my mind with all the stuff going on and they were talking about how all these people were voting for these nominees and then they were saying how much money this you know they were they were donated to so the 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 lady who's getting the secretary of education that that dumbass Betsy DeVos yeah that dumbass and how much she donated to Cory Gardner's campaign so of course he's going to vote for right and then I thought no one ever looks at that and goes goes oh my god why are these guys making so much money it's so and and, and calling them out but guess who always gets called out athletes always get called out for making too much money and I was like it's it's so convenient to call out this guy. Oh, he makes so much money, and he's, you know, and that's all he cares about. And it's like, yeah, he should care about that. He should make a lot of money because he's playing football and he's getting brain injuries. So it's it, is is that like just a thing that we just conveniently forget about, or is that a race thing where you go, oh, this black guy playing basketball makes too much money, and I can't stand it. It's it's both. I both, I, right? I think it it depends on the situation. Context is always important. Um, but we do apply different rationales to different sectors of society, right? 
pay for play or who has the right to talk based upon the money or the whole Kaepernick situation, right? You're making a lot of money. Stop talking as if they're mutually exclusive, right? The moment you start making money and you're an athlete. Yeah, why does it matter? Right. Because so much of us think of the Jordan mold, right? Like Republicans buy shoes too, right? That whole idea. And so we think that that should be the mold that, that people or that athletes should take. Well, let me, let me just kind of he- hesitate on the, on the Colin Kaepernick mentioned because I think that's a, a, a good modern you know, current example kind of torn from today's headlines of the intersection of sports and race. And it was, for me, it's funny, and, and I'm going to come at a lot of topics in this discussion um, from... With a clan hood on? With a clan hood on. <laughs> no, from the, uh, uh, as the white devil's advocate, as it were. Um, but not, not with any negative intentions, of course. Um, but that, I found myself initially angry and then slowly becoming less angry to the point where I thought, yeah, you know, the, I, the guy did what he had to do, and that's really what this is all about. Sure. I mean, and, and let me start with something, though. As we talk about this, and something that I do in, in the courses that I teach at the University of Colorado Denver, and I, and I start with this quote from, from a really dope scholar at UC Berkeley, and his name's Zeus Leonardo. And if you're going to be a scholar, have a name like yeah, Zeus Leonardo, awesome. right? Like if you're going to publish. And he always says, he says, race thought is never easy. It's ripe with contradictions. It needs all the help it can get. And the analysis should be as complex as the topic itself. Now, if you break that down, we tend to do the opposite. Oh, absolutely. Right. We want race to be kind of whittled down to its lowest common denominator. Black and white is right, it Right, exactly, right? I mean, there's the analogy, right? It's not, well, it's, it's not black and white. And it's real complex. And there's tons of contradictions. And we don't really like that. You know, we, we, we tend to think about it even in terms of like, I don't see color. Right? You know, people say, there's one race, the human race. So I don't see color. And that, that's, that's pretty normal. And I think it comes from a good place. But it also is really reductive. Because you, we have cultures. Yes. We have cultures. And we, and we want to celebrate those cultures. Yes. And we can't have, and this is where, this is an arrival spot. But we, we can't have these cultures and appreciate them and celebrate them individually without having the ability to make fun of them too. And that's where... I think that where we stand with racism right now is scarier and more complicated even than it was in the 70s when we could poke fun at each other. Well, and that's and that's the thing cuz it's like you say, "Oh, somebody goes, I don't see color." And it's like, "Come on, of course you do." And then and then you got the other extreme with just racist assholes and it's kind of like if you can't see that there's a difference and honor it or respect it or or just even recognize it, then you know, you're kind of, you're, you're not being honest really. And that's the thing is like a lot of people aren't, they're not being honest. Like, well, we can't, we can't recognize that, that a certain group does this and a certain group does this, you know? Right. And we often tell, especially children that their eyes are lying to them, right? They see difference and we, and we silence it a lot, right? Shh, don't say that. Don't say the word black as yeah, if like yeah. that is racist. I mean, it's just a label, right? And we're so afraid and we walk in such eggshells because we've been conditioned to believe that race talk is disrespectful. And then because of that, it just perpetuates itself. And the, thing, the cool thing is that sports is such a wonderful microcosm of larger society, and people are invested emotionally in sports. And so I think it creates a great avenue to start talking about this stuff. I mean, we can go back as far back as like Jack Johnson, right? Turn of the century, yeah. fighting Jim Jeffries, right? The, and that's where like the great white hype comes from, right? This, this story of Jim Jeffries and Jack Johnson. And Jack Johnson was this kind of was like the precursor to Muhammad Ali. Right? He was the you know, heavyweight champion, dated white women, didn't care, got arrested for taking a white woman across state lines when they had anti-misogyny laws. You know, 
and, and just didn't care. And, and the talk about race back then and how it just continues to manifest itself. And yet we still feel like we can't really have these conversations because I think people are so fearful of being called racist. Like they asked George W. Bush, what was the lowest part of your presidency? The lowest moment of your presidency. And you would think, what, Katrina, Iraq, sure. WMBD. You know, he said when Kanye West called him a racist. <laughs> wow. That was his lowest part of his presidency. That's how pervasive being labeled a racist is. But yet the, the, the quandary is many people don't think racism exists anymore. Sure. So how do we have racism without racists? That's, to me, that's what we have to talk about. Like, that, doesn't, that doesn't mesh for me. And yet, so how do we talk about it? Well, what role do you think, and you just said a mouthful about, and, and I think that I can speak only for myself, but I know a lot of other white devils feel the same way. <laughs> we we kind of get sick of being told we're racists. I'm not a racist. Some of my best friend of, friends have met black people. Yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> the, the, there's the, the black friend. There's not enough black people to be you know, to have everyone's friend, right? Everyone has a black friend. If there was that many black people, there would, you know, it just doesn't add up all the time. So 50, somebody, not well, he's you. saying, he's saying he's met people that have met. I've black met people. people. <laughs> yeah, his, he but, hasn't himself. But you're but. right though. I, I think I, though, I think this led to, I think this is what led to Trump. So, we arrived at Trump via, I'm sick and fucking tired of being told I'm a racist. So fuck it. Yeah. So I, I agree. Cause I, I do think that that word gets thrown out a lot without really any unpacking of what... So even like young kids are like, oh, that's racist. I'm like, well, what do you think? What do you mean when you say that? Because you might be meaning that's discriminatory, which is different. Or you might be meaning that's a stereotype, which again is different. Stereotypes can be racist, but they're not always sure. racist, right? And so we need to like unpack these words and really operationally define them beyond just like the general usage. And I think they get confused a lot and we, we think that they're synonymous and they're not, especially in terms of racism and discrimination. Yeah, and I think I think you're right, Colin. Is like I think people, you know, they they try to be they try to be honest, and then they immediately get called a racist, and they 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 might they might uh, they could be being insensitive. They could be using words that might um, uh, might be construed as being racist. Uh, maybe they're not. Maybe I don't know. Maybe they are, but they 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 immediately get shouted down, and then I think um, that just that just creates a whole nother level where they go, okay, I'm going over here now. And I think that that is part of it, but there is also, there is also the whole thing where there, if people are saying something insensitive, they have to realize it. I think you of all people can, can testify that over the years, maybe you've gone, Hey, you know what? Maybe using that word or using this phrase, that's not, that's not too cool. Maybe people get upset by that. And there's, there is, there is recognizing that I think where people should, find that and and uh, and kind of learn from it you know, you know what i mean oh absolutely absolutely and and i what i fear is this that we went through we went through the 80s and the 90s and i think that as a society we made incredibly great strides in terms of accepting one another in terms of, of fighting racism is making racism a bad word and then we elected a black president and I know I said to myself, well, there you go. So I mean, it's over. we're Problem there. Solved. We're there, right? Uh, and, and then we reelected him. I voted for him twice. So I'm carrying around this badge that says, I'm okay, you're okay. I've, I've proven it. And we're all part of the same thing together. And then this happens. And now everybody seems to be fleeing for their corners. And I, it, it's really fucking scary to me right now. Sure. And 
you know, using Obama as like the post-racial poster child, I think was was problematic in itself, right? Is to say, yeah, we have a black president, as if that negates every other structural racism that exists. Sure, we. I mean, it's wonderful that we had a black president, but we saw the opposition as a result of it, right? That was kind of clapped back. To I, think having, we, I think we just elected yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly, and so. Now we now we feel this fracturing, this 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 divisiveness that is happening so vividly. And I was thinking, when you were talking, I was thinking about would Don, Donald Sterling have lost his franchise now? Mm, that's a good no, point. I don't think so. Right? I honestly, don't. I, I mean, that's a fascinating question. And, and and when when he did in that little pocket, maybe if it was ten years earlier, wouldn't have happened. Right in that little, right in that little sweet spot, you know. Right, and so uh, the Obama sweet spot, right? To yeah. say like, and and it's not necessarily like we like to say political correctness, right? It was just that the culture and that our society was not okay with that type of talk. But they shouldn't be now, and but but they are. But and this is the thing is that is that um, you know everyone they they people claim like they go oh we've never oh we've never had so much problems because of Obama and it was like no I don't think that's the case I think that people brought it up and they said hey here's the problem everybody and it it, it came to the forefront and that's why people went oh he's he's a race baiting president it's like no I don't think that at all I think he just made people oh, I think aware took, of it I think he took every measure imaginable not to become one sure. no, to absolutely. the point to the point where he was accused of being an Uncle Tom at times well, for not and, weighing and, in on things like and, Trayvon Martin. And hold on. And this is where it all this is where it all comes down to is that no one's ever satisfied. Okay? So when the when the women's march happened, right? Great thing. It was like, hey, this is awesome. This looks really good. People are people are doing this. And then there was a bunch of people out there going like, Hey, you weren't supporting black women. You know, where were you then? And then everyone has to take it to a next level because somebody's had something happen to them and they feel like this is my time to speak up, and I totally get it, but it almost seems like they just kind of go, ah, you're kind of derailing the movement a second, you know, by doing this. But there's always somebody that has to go, hey, well, now we're talking about this. Let's talk about this. Right, and that, that's why I led him with that quote, right? It's complex, yes. ripe with contradictions, needs all the help it can get, right? And if you take in this intersectional analysis of feminism, right, and we can look to the work of Audre Lorde, Gloria Anzaldúa, these are scholars who are looking at, okay, where do I fit in in the feminist movement that's been largely white? And, and, and we'll focus on the kind of white women issues, which sure. is important, right? We need to find some way to find gender equity. But then there's another intersection of that, right? So if I'm woman, but black, Muslim, and queer, now that's a whole nother level of, you know what I mean? <laughs> like just, that, yeah, we're talking about oppression Olympics at that point, right? And that's why, but that's, why that's why I feel like when we had a greater sense of humor about these things, <laughs> that we were, we were just a far better spot. I mean, on All in the Family, Arch, Archie Bunker famously called uh, yeah. Mr. Jefferson a nigger yeah. on TV. That was racist but the guy who wrote the show is the furthest thing from it yep. and he was trying to put a face on that right. and he successfully did and well, it was Chevy, funny. Chevy Chase and and um Eddie Murphy's skit right or oh, no 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 it was uh Chevy Chase and um um Garrett Morris no 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 the guy was light, lit himself on fire oh Richard Pryor Richard Pryor right their whole skit where they're calling each other they're like Topping it, yeah, and, and, yeah, then you're, yeah. and that, that, that it was just a different time, right? And what's funny is that for educational scholars, what, were we better off then, or yeah? So in the '80s was the pinnacle of integration in schools, mm. 
So we're actually more segregated now than we were during Brown versus Board of Education. Wow. People don't realize that. Yeah. That we're hyper-segregated because communities are hyper-segregated. And so, we, but the 80s was the pinnacle of integration, right? We had the Keys case here in Denver where people were being bused. And so students were with a whole bunch of other students who didn't look like them. And as a result, since the 80s, when we stopped that and we moved away from integration back to resegregating schools, we then see like this is the result of that. Right, sure. that people just don't know how to talk about it. And, and, and I think we have a race speech impediment in this country, <laughs> that we just don't know how to talk about it in meaningful ways on both sides. Right, because we assume that people of color know how to talk about race, but they've been taught the same way that we have. They've been silenced, it's been this very taboo thing. So I think it's work that we have to continue to do beyond the visceral kind of uncomfortableness that exists. Let's, you can hear the music. Usually you, you wait till the guest is done talking and then bring the music in. It's, it's more polite. But I love uh, it. Okay. But uh, we're going to take a quick break. We break these up into quarters and uh, keeping the sports theme. And uh, we'll, we will get back into this. This is good stuff, guys. We'll, uh, we'll take a quick break and be right back. We left the town of Griffin in the merry month of May When all the world was lovely and everything was gay with saddles on our horses marching over we did go until we reached old Bucky out in new mexico it was there our pleasures ended and our troubles began the oh that's yeah, you the Rosedale Tavern on the edge of Platt Park at the intersection of Evans and Downing offers a curated whiskey selection, craft beer, classic cocktails, and elevated tavern fare featuring oysters, wings, and specialty burgers. The Rosedale is open daily and offers happy hour every day from 3 to 6, including $1 oysters. And there's weekend brunch on Saturday and Sunday. Please pop by, treat yourself, and let them know the South Stands sent you. You're just going to run it. Is John Elway more pissed off that the Broncos missed the playoffs or that he hasn't been named to a cabinet position yet? Does his having been photographed with Tony Romo at the inauguration suggest that the Broncos are in discussions with the quarterback or simply that rich white guys like Trump? <laughs> Did Trump already sign an executive order designating Tom Brady the Super Bowl MVP? Is new Broncos head coach Vance Joseph a yes man since he's clearly not a no man? While vetting Vance Joseph, did the Broncos do what his assault victims did? Pretend to be sleeping. Now that NBA teams are finally allowed to have corporate logos on their uniforms, have the Denver Nuggets reached out to Chiba Chews? To ensure that he stayed out of trouble during Super Bowl week, did management at 1043 The Fan put DMAC up at the local temple? If there were any more snowflakes in this studio right now, would C. Dispatch a plow? You have right. questions. We have answers. SouthStandsDenver.com, Colorado's finest internet sports talk since 1971. It's showing up. A little bit. Luffy made this beat. It started from the border, now we're here. 
I started from the border, man, my whole family's fucking here. Started from the border, now we're here. Now we're here, homie. Started from the border, man, Coyote brought me here. Started from the border, now we're here. Coyote. Started from the border, man, my whole family's here. Started from the border, now we're here. I ain't here, puto. Started from the border, man, my whole family's fucking here. The guy that works for me is from El Salvador, and he says Coyote. But he, he doesn't really, he has an accent, but if he'll say a word like that and he'll say Coyote and... Now, do, do, are coyotes in, 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 in used in getting people here from the Salvadors? It was more like talking about the actual animal. Oh, we were okay. talking about the animal. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or okay. like the Arizona coyotes. Gotcha. Not yeah, the guy yeah. that got him. No, 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 no. It wasn't how he how he did that. Um, you're bringing up Tom Brady and uh, and John Elway and uh, all those handsome guys. hero handsome hero Tom, uh, Tom Elway <laughs> uh, <laughs> one in the same they might as well be no Brady's much more handsome than Elway is now everyone was given they're all Trump guys was given, every one of them I know they all are that's fine I understand Belichick's that. a Trump but see, guy but see they're people who are voting their interest which a lot of Trump voters didn't vote their best self-interest they're they're like, hey, I'm a ri- I'm a rich not, white guy. They're not white trash middle America. Yeah, they're, they're like, I'm a rich white guy. This guy's gonna keep more of my I'm gonna keep more of my money if this guy's president. So I love him. Now Brady probably knew Trump from years ago. He probably just knew him when he was you know. Uh, Dave Chappelle came right out and said that. Yeah, right he's like, I'm, I'm gonna stay around for these tax breaks. He said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, you know, so everyone was like giving Tom Brady shit and asking about Trump, and it was like he was like, ah, you know, I know him, whatever. And and then someone was like, well, Elway was there too, and it's like, yeah, they're rich white guys. They're gonna be around Trump. That's how it goes. And I just think, you know, everyone hates Brady, and I want the Pats to lose. We'll talk about. It. We're gonna talk about the Super Bowl later and do some. Uh, we're gonna cover some prop bets a little later and talk about those. Uh, I want the Pats to lose, but um, I think it's unfair to. Um, you playing some music for me? Uh, I think it's unfair to 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 nail Brady for his for his relationship with Trump. Uh, Howard Stern is is good friends with Trump. You know, Howard Stern, a Jewish man, is is good friends with Trump. They're they're all buddies with him. Yep, I, I think wh- why Brady catches so much flack is when you have that hat front and center because he wore a hat. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah. he had it in his locker, right? So I mean, you can't blame people for saying okay why do you have that hat now was that like, was all well over a year ago though but still i mean yeah th- the point is is like okay if you're willing to put it up there and have it shown then don't be surprised when people ask you about it absolutely but it, but i find that tom is in a position that a lot of people find themselves in thankfully i'm not one of them i voted for hillary friends on facebook <laughs> um but people who support anything anything trump is has says anything are fucked like you are fucked you are an a fucking outcast. Well, wait, wait are you though so <laughs> yeah where are they yeah, yeah, where yeah. are these people because as a person from new mexico uh, of mexican descent to have a presidential candidate start their campaign with such vitriol and hatred towards our entire culture oh there's some that might be good but for the most part, but you're right, you're a rapist, right? Yeah, exactly. So to have a presidential candidate start their campaign this way and then end it the same way that he did, building the wall, etc. I mean, to to not then for Tom Brady not to expect us to clap back on him to say like, you ha- you have to understand how it affects us. I, I I totally understand that, but I think also that when you're dealing with Tom Brady, or you're dealing with John Elway. They are not. They don't see that at all. They have no idea, and they and they, they don't it, see color because it doesn't exist. <laughs> well, it it's doesn't green. exist except Unless it works ex- for them. Yeah, except if it's cleaning their house or something, you know. So 
they don't they don't see it and they they probably would never register that oh this might be a oh this might be offensive to somebody they don't i i honestly don't think they're even aware which is wrong but you're right but we know what hurts us is aaron hernandez <laughs> fuck aaron hernandez <laughs> right because they could like cuz he did he did what what trump said we were yeah, supposed yeah. to do and unfortunately he ends up being a representation of latinos because he was such I mean, uh, it's such a horrible human being. I only see him as a representation of the New England. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's all I see. <laughs> well, for most of us, are like, oh shit, Aaron Hernandez, right? That's what you got to say. When people are like, well, what about Aaron Hernandez? You're like, you say I only, I, I don't see color other than blue and red <laughs> of the Patriots. That's the only thing I see. Um, I, yeah, and and it, you're right. Anybody that's even associated with it is going to have to answer questions. So, luckily, Brady's a pretty cool character. So he's kind of like. Hey, you know, he was like, oh, I don't really pay attention. What's going on? Which might be true, but they, I think that they, um, I think they're they are out of touch. They're out of touch, white guys. All they all they're concerned about is football. And when it's not football, they're off banging supermodels. That's what they do. And they don't they don't they don't care one way or the other. Supermodels whose immigration statuses aren't always clean. Mm, the irony of that, right, is that the type of immigration status you have, and maybe your curvature, plays a role. In that sure, so, so we need. Oh, when we talk about immigration in America, we're not talking about hot Russian strippers. <laughs> right. No, 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 no. They come over in boxcars. I've seen the wire. Um, but what we're talking about is is immigration almost exclusively from Mexico, right? I mean, when the topic of immigration comes up, isn't that ultimately what we're talking about? No, we're talking about we're talking about Muslims. Well, too. And you'd know a lot because you work with a lot of people. Who come in from I work, other I work countries? People all to other countries, and I think for the most part, everybody's U.S. citizen. All have U.S. passports now, and because the one guy I know, he had a green card. He was from Vietnam, and and I said, you know, because he uh, he was going somewhere, and I don't think he was leaving the country. But I just asked him. I said, "Are you okay to leave? Can you leave the country?" You know, I said, "It's not that's not one of the countries that's banned." But he was like, "Oh no, I've, I'm I'm good now. I got a U.S. passport," and I was like, "Okay, cool." And I, because I thought that's something this guy's got to think about. You know, if he goes somewhere, he's got to think, oh shit, am I going to get back into my life? Now, if you kid, moved to Amsterdam, it'd be the same deal. Well, no, but I'm just saying. Let's say he goes home and he has some issue coming back. I mean, he's got a life here. He has he has kids. This guy's a little older than I am. He's got kids. This is one guy had like a like a a, a kid went to like Notre Dame like on a full ride scholarship. And this and this guy's immig- total immigrant. And uh, you know, and that he's got a life here, and he's got to worry about that. You know what I mean? So it, he doesn't have to because he's he's from Vietnam. He's he's Asian. It's it's the it's the more it's the more brown colored people that have to worry about it and the countries they're so from. So how many Muslims are coming in here? I mean, how big of a thing are we really talking about? And I understand there are now a lot of, a lot of uh, refugees who have to find a place to go, but I, I don't. I mean, when we talk about Muslim immigration, I just don't know how n- numerically how big of a the, problem the we're talking population about. is very small, but... and, and mostly women and children. Yeah, which, yeah. Which is to me the 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 shocking part of it, right? Is is our xenophobia? We have this image in our mind, right? We watch too much Homeland, right? We watch we watch in all these things that kind of inform our visual kind of concept of what refugees look like. And it's just an interesting dynamic to, to think about that, right? That, that, that it's mostly women and children. We haven't accepted as much as most countries have. So we have, we have limited the amount of people who are coming from, I mean, what's happening in Syria is 
We're going to be horrible. It's terrible. We're going to be reading about this for 50 years saying like, how did this happen? But yet, you know, this is the response, right? Is, is this fear and fear is such a motivator to, to, to make you do, you know, they say they can make you believe atrocities and, and, and do absurdities. Right. And that's what's happening. Is we believe these atrocities around immigration and yet don't really have a face to what it looks like. We already have vetting. What, and now we have extreme vetting. But I mean, well, they had. People. And that does not refer to driving a Corvette. I <laughs> no, that no, no, extreme vetting. They had. But a lot of these people had already been approved to come in. Right. And then they were like, nope, sorry. And they just they refused him, which is which is crap. And, you know, and it just goes against the whole. Look, I understand. Well, you know, they have lotteries over there. Well, I well, I, I understand how like, OK, you just don't want you don't want people just flooding in from wherever. But it's like. Hey, these people are getting their asses bombed all the time. Let, why don't you let them come in and then and then I don't I don't know what the process is if you plan to return them, but why don't they do anything about this horrible place they're coming from? They never want to deal with the problem. If they dealt with the problem and said, "Hey, let's work this out," then maybe they could stay there and not get killed. Or, but then it's like, oh, it's like, oh, we don't want them, but we're not going to solve the problem. It's it's just this whole cycle that never right. never and, resolves and this itself. Is, this is where you know Colin let in, calling me a radical liberal, right? <laughs> and so I'm I am I'm left of left, and this is where our crit- criticisms of uh, President Obama, you know, and and his willingness to to use drone strikes to bomb mercilessly, mercilessly right? He was he was not... He was a big drone strike. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He, he was using it, right? So we were criticizing Obama for his, you know, winning a Nobel Peace Prize and dropping bombs the next day, right? I mean, the irony and the juxtaposition of that. And so maybe we are never satisfied, um, but should we? I mean, when it comes to human life, like, when when does that exist? And this but is, where, does, where does the United States' role in world politics reach its reach its limitations i mean well it it it, it's it's been that way all this time there's if if they want to isolate if they want to isolate the country then then they can do so but there was a time where it was isolated and then they said okay we're in the mix and we've been in the mix ever since so it's like you either have to be in the mix and say we're going to do this and we're going to take care of people and do all this or you say no more they're kind of going towards the no more but it's funny because they're they're saying you can't come from this country, but where I'm building a hotel next, that's totally fine. Even though even though you flew planes into the World Trade Center, you can still you guys can still come in. So that's what I that's what I can't stand. And that's, is that's the hypocrisy and, of yeah. it, right? That's where people you know you just like mm, it doesn't really pass the smell test to say no. like every place where you have business ventures is not on this list. So then who is it? Who are these for them? Right to placate the base. Yeah. To say that, hey, I promised you to do something. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to I'm not going to impact my businesses, but I'm going to do something so that my base knows that that I really don't like some brown people. So I'm going to do something like that. Absolutely. And and that's the thing. It was like, well, if you want to do something, you, you'd stop people from Pakistan coming over, because if you face a threat, it might be from there. Afghanistan, yeah. Saudi Arabia. And how many times has it happened in sports, too, right, where teams do something just to placate their base? Sure. Doesn't really. I mean, the Rockies are known for that, right? Just enough. Like, we're going to get pitching just a little bit. Although today they, they <laughs> right. traded away a starter. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, we're, no, they, we'll talk about Let's talk about that. We have to, we have to weave a little. We, have to, we promise 10 And I'm trying twice. to bring you back. I know. Thank you. That was brilliantly no, done. No, no, no it's way. good. It, no, I don't, I don't care because, you know, it's like. 
yeah, there's some stuff to talk about, but this is uh, this is fascinating stuff. But we do have to take another break because we're already uh, up against the uh, the second quarter, which is just flying by. Um, we'll weave in a little bit of sports, but you know, we could sit here all night and 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 talk about how fucked up the world is. You know, that's Absolutely. that's that's an endless topic. You know, so um, let's take a quick break and we'll get into the second half right now. Oh yeah, there's there's Trump's song. Hello, Colorado. This is David Chemansky speaking on behalf of Sportique Scooters. They offer scooters for as little as $1,500 and sometimes lower case by case. I know what you're asking, but David, what's the catch? Drum roll, please. If you don't scoot, you won't save. With many 50cc machines getting 100 miles to the gallon. And Sportique is Denver's exclusive dealer for the all-electric made-in-America Gen Z scooter. They're local, and you can visit toll-free at 160 South Broadway. Tell them David Schmansky sent you. Sportique. Where scooters come from? sure hope the fucking falcons beat those wow. fucking assholes <laughs> god i hate them so much we'll tell you, let's get into some sport we'll get into some sports now after the rousing sports here but here's a here's a little taste this is what you're this is what you're dealing with and and people people go get over it snowflake and it's like <laughs> it's like here here's but they don't understand why this would make someone upset this is the vice president of the united states Saying, as Black History Month begins, we remember when President Lincoln submitted the 13th Amendment, ending slavery, slavery to the states, National Freedom Day. Now, not not Republican, like... Republican, by the way. 
honoring a white guy and and saying, "Hey, hey, remember the white guy that that took it?" Not saying, "Hey, here's some here's some great black Americans." Frederick Douglass. Yeah, and uh, Frederick, yeah, the whole Frederick Douglass thing today. <laughs> he did when, some good things. Yeah, he thought, thought Frederick Douglass was still alive. I think he thought he was. Um, what's the dude's name that goes on Bill Maher that has kind of similar hair as Cornell Frederick? West? Cornell West. Yeah, yeah. He, I think he thought he was Cornell West. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But um, yeah, that's but you know what? That's the thing is that he says something like that. And so, so the, the, the reason why I saw this is because uh, somebody had said, somebody had commented and said, uh, Mike, it is, it is Black History Month, a month we celebrate black people, not a white president. Delete this tweet and try again. So now that, that's, that's funny and it's you know, obviously a serious tweet, but it's true. He's like, he's like only mentioning the, the guy who did it and not saying anything about um, you know, great black Americans. And that's what you're dealing with. And and then when someone says something, everyone goes, Oh, you're being too sensitive. It's like, no, you gotta understand that this is a this is a this is either wildly ignorant of the vice president to say that, or it's totally um, you know, totally like like thought out and calculated. It's probably calculated. Probably calculated. I, I, yeah, I, I think we like to dismiss it as, oh, it was just kind of this. This slip he's a of dummy. Facts. Yeah. But but what also is missing from that analysis is the complexity of Lincoln's position, in that Lincoln really didn't care about slavery. Didn't care one way or the other. He was trying to save the Union. Yeah. Right. That was tearing itself apart, and we and when we're taught a myth about Lincoln, and I wrote this blog about. I like my myth, Robert. Right. <laughs> is is that Lincoln? You know, was not really all that interested in freeing slaves. I think he evolved, and I think his thought process did evolve later on, between the 13th, 14th, and 15th amendments. But early on, I think he was just trying to save the Union. Because these guys probably all had. I, I don't even know. They probably all had slaves up up until fairly recently. It's not like it was like <laughs> 1994. Well, no, no, no. I'm saying. It was like it wasn't ever like, since up until Donald Sterling. It was the thirteenth, so we we know how that operates, though, right? In terms of the documentary thirteenth, which you you and I talked about. Oh yeah, it wasn't like the South is the only one who had the slaves, and they were like, man, it's been so long, and we got to take care of this finally. No, it, everyone had them. It was finally the time to do it for whatever reason. But you're right; he probably was like, ah, I got to take care of this bullshit, you know. But but, but what what Pence. Um, did was recenter whiteness, right? Was was putting yeah, a yeah. white guy and recentering the role of white people in racial justice. Yeah, right. And I think that, and I think what they're trying to do is position themselves as this, right? And the way that Trump talks about, like, oh, I talked about like things that are happening in the ghetto, so I'm somehow better. And even in his talk today, he talked about like we're talking about you know the violence that's happening. But not what, why we have violence, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And that he, that it's his saviority, right? Like, I'm your savior. I'm going to come figure this out for you. And because of that, be thankful that I'm here. Black people love me. He likes to say, like, black people love me. Because right? he has Amarosa <laughs> next to him. As if that's some, like, she's some sort of spokesperson for all black and people. And Kanye. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, I, I, you know what? I thought, I thought, why didn't Kanye perform at the inauguration? That would, he couldn't get anyone to perform. And Kanye probably wouldn't have done it. I don't know. But wouldn't that have been great? He would say, look, I've got the, I've got the greatest, I've got the greatest of the hip hop guys. I got the greatest. He's the best. He's right here. He's, he's huge. He's huge. He's, he's performing for me. Bigly. Yeah. They could, they could have had him do it and it would, it would have, uh, it would have been very impressive. But yeah, I think that's the thing. And, and it's like, I see where that is like, Hey man, don't make this about yourself. Try to try to expand on it a little bit. And I thought that's where we had gotten to in the last eight years where it was like, Hey everybody, it's not all about you. Think about other people. Maybe don't focus on your, you know, yourself. But then it seems like we just went right back where it was like, no, we're snatching this back. It's gotta be about us. It's gotta be about, we gotta be about white people. And it's like, 
take a step outside, take a look around. You'll know that it's not. And I just think, I think I see that and I just go, man, I go, you know, did you really have to say that? And, and maybe he is ignorant. Maybe he's an, it's just an ignorant piece of shit, which he probably <laughs> is. But I just, it just doesn't really, it doesn't make sense when they could easily, you know, they could easily extend a hand by saying, and maybe somebody would never find it. They go, oh, he's, you know, he could say the nicest thing possible and someone find fault with it. But that, what he just said, just seems a bit, um, seems a bit kind of uh, uh, hard headed to me. I have a dream. You know, what can I say? Well, listen, I promise sports. Let's talk about sports. Um, we, we talked about the Rockies a little bit. The Rockies are going to be good this year. Do you believe You're, that, Tom? You seem to think they're not only going to be good, but be a playoff team. And I'd love to believe that, and I will certainly go into April believing that. But uh, you know what? Ah, fool me once. Fool me twice. Look, I, listen. You're, you're. It's been so rough, man. It's been so rough. You're, so you're long. like, you're like the and classic right now, Denver, Hillary voter, not believing in Trump's America. You got it. You got to believe that the Rockies are going to be good. Denver sports are just kicking me in the balls. That's right fine. Now. That's what happens. Doesn't? Isn't that the? Isn't that the way though? It's like uh, Denver sports. It'll have these lulls where everyone's bad and it and it just looks bleak. There's nothing to be excited about. And we've been burned by the Rockies so many times that no one can get excited for it. I think they're going to be good. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I'm just telling you that right now because they've done that. First of all, they've got they've got uh, they got some of the best hitters in the league. Okay, they've got some of the best uh, defensive players in the league, and now they've gotten they've gotten better at pitching. Their pitching was very good last year, despite what people will tell you or what they think. They've gotten even better this year. So who, who did they trade today? Its name is escaping. they traded Eddie Butler. And so why is that not problematic? Because I remember Eddie Butler being pretty exciting. Eddie thought, Butler was not. I thought we were very really good. high on Eddie no, Butler. No, Eddie Butler wasn't very good. He was spo- He was supposed to be good, and then he he just never quite got it together. And it was one of those things where they had no room for him. They weren't going to use him because he just wasn't that good. And so they they essentially traded him. I don't know what they got for him. I didn't see what they got for him. They got a relieve a reliever a pro, a prospect. Okay. And and yeah, some other consideration. So Eddie Butler, and this is the problem with this is the problem with baseball, especially with the Rockies. The Rockies will get rid of a guy, and then pretty soon he's on a World Series team, and everyone's like, everyone's like, oh, the Rockies. Blah, blah. The problem is, is that he wasn't going to do anything for the Rockies. He was he was going to just be a waste of space, waste of money, and then he was going to leave anyway. So they get rid of him, and then then all of a sudden he gets success there later. More teams should do that. They should they should cut bait with guys before because they're not going to do anything for them. It's just like how I think about like Nathan McKinnon and the Avalanche. Oh shit, we just blew through the <laughs> we just blew through the break. Um, really? I, I think so. Oh wait a minute. When did we start? Oh we're we're oh, we're 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 good. Yeah, we're good. I thought I thought we had stopped and started. Too many stops and starts, Colin. I'm confusing myself. Um that's like Nathan McKinnon. I think it's years on that brain yeah, that no, are really definitely. affecting you. No, look at this. Think about it this way. Adrian Peterson. Adrian Peterson should have been traded years ago from the Vikings. Uh, he he was he was a transcendent talent, okay? Terrible human being, but a transcendent talent. And but they were so bad they weren't going to be good for years and years. And it was like, well, why do you have this guy on the team? Why don't you trade him and build your team? Now he'll probably leave in the offseason. They got nothing for him. All those years, 
he maybe he got a couple rushing titles out of it. He won't be he won't be as good ever again. They should have traded cough, him. Todd Helton. Cough, they should have traded him while they had the chance. Now now you're talking about the Rockies earlier. Todd Helton. That's that they 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 kept Todd Helton because they knew if they keep Todd Helton, people keep coming yep. back. That's understandable. Now that's 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 a little different. Baseball's built a little differently than football, but. Um, Probably a mistake. They probably should have traded him at one point. I think they were going to trade him to the Red Sox at one point when he was still in his prime. Then after that, it was like, oh, no, just keep him around because people will show up just to, just to look at him. Um, so, you know, it's it's they got to get rid of people that aren't going to do anything for them. And Eddie Butler wasn't going to do anything for him. He wasn't going to suddenly come alive and they had other people to take a spot. But the hard so, thing is Eddie Butler's no Adrian Peterson. No, absolutely not. And that's the difficulty, right, is that, that – they, who are you going to keep around to get people to keep coming? Right. So who would have like? So let's say they did trade Adrian Peterson. Who are you going to go watch there in Minnesota? But, but the NFL is a different. It's deal. different because it's only eight, eight home, home games, games a year. Yeah. People, they're going to fill. They're going right. to fill that seat. No, but you're right though because they're like they're like oh I got rid of Adrian Peterson. He was he was everything and it was like well that's great for that's great for baseball and to get people to come out to the ballpark and buy things. But when you're trying to win, right? Peop, if if you get rid of Adrian Peterson and you build the team up fast and you also you start winning games, then you get people come back and they'll never they won't even remember Adrian Peterson. But we're just not patient enough as fans, though, right? It's true. No, that, that's, they definitely that's, are. That's the problem, right? Even with with Denver right now, right? With ooh, was Elway with Romo, right? We want we want that instant gratification as opposed to. Oh, I sure as hell do. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to watch a quarterback develop in a system. Fuck that. We just got paid Manning and watched him go to the Super Bowl twice. That's what we're used to. That's what we want. And I want Tony Romo. I, I have absolutely. To, I have to Tony find Romo the quote. Um, our our good buddy Brandon Spano uh, just posted a thing. I think it was a BSN um, interview, and I think it was Gary Kubiak. And I have to find the quote. It was something about him talking about the quarterbacks, and he said. Oh, they're two very good young quarterbacks, and they're and they're both gonna they're both gonna uh, uh, excel on a team somewhere. And it was essentially saying like, yes, one of those guys, one of those guys is gone, and so uh, he was kind of calling it. So I think that's what he was saying in the in the quote. And um, I think that uh, they're gonna they're gonna certainly move on, probably from Trevor Simeon very soon. So, but you know what, we we kind of knew that, right? Yeah, so. I mean, Simeon is he's. Eh. <laughs> at his very, at his very, his very premium upside. If he's, he were, he's eh. if he were to develop, develop to the his nth degree, he would maybe uh, be Alex Smith. Uh, he's God. kind of, he's kind of a checkdown king and better long ball. Not better a, long ball. not a very physically talented quarterback, and that's where I think that uh, I, I think it's it's if if it's not going to be Paxton Lynch. It's going to be a veteran, and I, I'm still I'm still Team Romo all the way. Well, let's talk about that. We got to take our break now. We finally we finally got there, and um, yeah, we, I know you're Team Romo, and that's great. I think I think Romo is is a very Make good sure quarterback. It, you got to pronounce it. It's Ro, Ro, Romo. I'm Team Romo. I, yeah, okay. not Team anything else. Omo. Is that is that a thing with with um, with pronouncing like Latino names? Do people do people want like if I'm speaking in my white guy American accent, do I have to then um, affect my accent? To yes, say, I, I want you to, to say like yeah, we're gonna go tomorrow and get enchiladas. Enchiladas. <laughs> do I have to say that? Because I've heard newscasters say that, but then I've watched Spanish broadcasts and they would they would like be talking and they'd be speaking Spanish and they would go in new york yes and they would say it like 
uh, an Amer- <laughs> like an uh, American person. So I, I don't know what to do in that. I don't know what to do in that case. So be inconsistent. Mess that's, with people. Mess I, with people. I guess that's what you got to do. So hey, let's do a quick break and we'll uh, be right back. In the smog of the media, the logs, false narratives of gods that came up against the odds. We not just nigga rappers with the bars. It's kismet that we cosmic with the stars. You bastards overlooking street art, better yet street smart, but you keep us on the charge. Some of the fucking numbers and your statisticians. Fuck you know about true competition. Just like the A.O. picture on there talking about he hitting. The only one who's hitting are the ones that's currently spitting. We got Jimmy Smitten rubbing on a little kitten, dreaming of a world. Went to Denny's this morning at 2 a.m. Grub till 4. Forgot how great they are. Maybe Red Lobster tonight. Caution. <laughs> Do not read this until you finish the Gilmore Girls Netflix reboot. <laughs> so yeah, finally watched the original Gilmore Girls and love, loved it. What a cute show. Can't believe I never watched it when I was on the air. So then I immediately started watching the reboot. Makes sense. And while I liked it, I didn't like what happened to Rory. I didn't think it was as good, but it was nice. And then, that ending? What? Gosh dang, this was a stressful morning. But everything is working in my favor because the Lord has my back. (sighs) What to have for dinner? Dot, dot, dot. Asian or Italian? New adventures on the horizon for me. I am becoming a mortgage loan officer. More info to follow. But I can help you now with your purchase or refi, even if you're looking for considering a repurchase. Was planning on Disneyland in April for my birthday, but I must afford a week in Colorado for divorce. So Disney can wait until June 18th for the Father's Day celebration, I hope. Oh, was planning on Disneyland in April for my birthday, but I must afford a week in Colorado for divorce. So Disney must wait until June 18th for the Father's Day celebration. Wow, okay. Um, yeah, those are good. Are we, New yeah. adventures on the horizon oh, for me. I am becoming a mortgage loan already. officer. More info to follow. But I can help you now with your purchase or refine. Still Even going? If you're just considering a purchase. Let's chat about getting pre-qualified. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. That's good stuff. Jackson is probably buddies with Trump. Probably. You know? Probably shared a boy at one time. <laughs> a Russian boy who then peed on things. You know, what's so funny about the Russian peeing thing is he was like, I'm a germaphobe. I wouldn't. And it's like, 
But isn't isn't like they beat on each other? No, for no, him. But, but isn't like the isn't like the, the if you're a germaphobe isn't seeing something disgu- that disgusts you like even more sexually? Well, and besides, we all know urine is totally it's safe. totally sterile. Yeah, so, so yeah, yeah it's like I'm a germaphobe. Yeah, so what? That's that's your deepest darkest fantasy is is seeing I that. Mean, one of us might have may or may not have drank his own urine on the podcast live. That's <laughs> right. That's true. Right. May or not, may it may have happened. It's true. Robert deserves a story behind that. Oh, yeah, yeah, tell I him. lost the Super Bowl bet, so I I bet early in the year there's no way the Broncos will win the Super Bowl, and uh, if the Broncos win the Super Bowl, I'll drink my own piss. And then they what the they fucking won the Super Bowl, and you so I, I eight ounces on ice with <laughs> with just eight ounces with chasers. I I got to shoot whiskey first. <laughs> Then, sh- then guzzle the, the urine, then shoot the whiskey again, and I was fine. I mean, I, it, uh, I did okay. He almost threw. I up. did all right. He almost threw up, and we were like laughing and kind of cringing, and it was, um, it was, it was pretty awesome though. And I'm laughing and, and cringing still, right and now. still, yeah. my Twitter haters are at least I don't drink my own pee. Yeah, like, like, come on, man. Dude, I should be honored. Yeah, and yeah. I, you know what? You should be honored. Yeah, that you're is, a person of your word, right? That, absolutely, a person of your word, and and you did it because the Broncos won the Super Bowl, which is awesome. Don't right? throw haze at me because I drink my piss. Yeah, that's because that's the Broncos won. The that's Super That's fantastic. Bowl. I think that's great, and it's like it's like no one should ever should, no one should ever speak of that in a negative. I think that is that is an honorable. Thank thing you, John. Yeah. Thank you, John. It was excellent. It was it was it was really great to Just be. Just don't here tell my it. kids. <laughs> well. <laughs> Da- your daddy he drank his own pee on the podcast. I was there. <laughs> I think I still I saw it. I got the video on my camera still somewhere. So, yes. but um, actually, I posted the video on yeah. our website at southstandsdenver.com. I've got gifs of it. I've got um, yeah, I've got I've got those. Somebody made me those, and I have them on my computer at work. So I post them every every so often of him going. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's only eight ounces. It's only eight ounces. Ice cold. <laughs> I figured it would be the the heat that would really it, gross me out. Just the heat. It really just looked like this Coors Light, though. That's it really, what it looked. That's it what really, it was. Yeah, it was pretty much just that. That's what it was. He, he was drinking quite a lot that night. He knew he had that ahead of him. Yeah, so. it had passed through me. It was just Coors Light. Um, so let's talk Super Bowl real quick. It's gonna be a good one, right? I mean, I'm not watching it. Are you guys? No, what? what? I don't. I don't what? really care. I don't really care for it. I, I, what? I, you know what? I really, I checked. Don't I, you think that's the fun part is not caring? I checked out on the NFL. Um, as oh, soon as the playoffs were over, you wow. snowflake yeah. motherfucker. I, yep, yeah, get over it, snowflake. <laughs> um, I checked out. I just was like, I, I, I want the Pats to lose. I, I already stated this, but I'm just like, do I really want to sit through all that? I yes. don't really have, yeah. Lady Gaga, bro. Lady Gaga. I, I, it might be on. What time is it even on here? Six. It's on six. Okay. So, um, on Sunday. All right. So, thanks. Super I'm, Bowl. I'm Sunday. playing hockey at four o'clock. So, um, I might catch some of it. Um, I just kind of checked out the NFL. The NFL is, is great. I love it. But this year was a little, you know, it wasn't that great this year. And I just kind of was like, you know, I think I'm done for the year. Um, I don't. I try not. Oh, the, the 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 fantasy. You know, the fantasy podcast I listen to just become a drag after you've. You know, after you pretty much have bottomed out. So I'm kind of I'm kind of burned out. Um, I think the Broncos doing what they did this year kind of helped that along a little bit. You know, them them not doing so hot. I, I didn't really. It didn't really totally bum me out. But um, I think uh, I don't know, man. 
it's just there's there's a lot of there's a lot to it, and I just don't really want to sit through it. I think the last couple Super Bowls. I kind of get it, but it's like one last hurrah. Man, I'm a Bears fan. Oh, and I still you? watch the Super Bowl. So wow. by that rationale, by your rationale, I should stop watching in week four. Are you? Hoping- you should have stopped watching a couple years ago. Are you hoping <laughs> Cutler's gone? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yes, it, I mean, Cutler is just the kid from Two and a Half Men, grown up. He is, and yeah. he's terrible. He, I mean, as a Bears fan, you know, you, you saw the fat picture of him, right? Yeah, on no, the boat. On no. the boat. On yeah, the boat. on the boat. Yeah. You didn't see the fat picture no, of Jay No, I missed Cutler? this. Oh, my God. You have to look at the fat. They're like, who did, like, Jay Cutler ate Jay Cutler. Now, hold on, though. Jay Cutler's a big guy. He's a big dude. I've seen him. He's tall. Yeah, he's, yeah, but he's, he's no Ben Roethlisberger, but no, he's a pretty he's, big he's dude. He's like, he's probably tall as Colin, yes. if, not, if not more. And his wife is like, all of 80 pounds okay so you get a big shirt and you're kind of sitting on a boat and you kind of sit next to her you look a little yeah, bigger but no I think one wants a husky quarterback who doesn't care <laughs> that's true you don't want that yeah you, you, you want a ben roethlisberger that. you want a fat quarterback who really wants to win yes yes and so anyway Cutl- we digress. Cut- cutler is supposed to be they rumored that he's going to he's going to go to san francisco by hell you know hell or high water they're going to trade him whatever his de- i don't know if his, his deal's up but uh being originally from Illinois, I have relatives in Illinois, and, and everybody was very smug about J- getting Jay Cutler. They were very happy oh, yeah. about that. And oh, yeah. They're like, oh, you suckers, uh, Jay Cutler. <laughs> yeah. And we were Who's all got like, Cutler now? We were all right. like, see you later. Have, have fun with that. So, yeah, it was good times to have uh, Cutler. Honestly, I mean, we got Kyle Orton back. And as bad as Neckbeard was, it was better than having Cutler here. You're That's right. true. Hey, Cutler's, Cutler's uh, what do they call it, like a, a million-dollar arm and a two-cent head? Isn't that how they describe him? Yeah, so. That's pretty accurate. With a million-dollar arm and a two-cent head. I like that. Led Zeppelin. Um, so I will probably watch a little bit. If I'm around the TV, I might watch it. Yeah, I like seeing you know some of the stuff. And Oh, I think um, it's a great matchup. Really it's, good it's, it's it's a really good matchup. I I think that's the only saving grace. I think the rest of the pomp and circumstance, if you're not invested in it, it doesn't. It just doesn't do anything for me. I'm going. In my my time hop is showing me like now we're getting we're getting close to last year's Super Bowl. I can see the tweets from a year ago. I think it's coming up tomorrow, and um, so it's going to be really interesting to read that. But then you got three years ago when the Broncos were in it with the Seahawks and that's that's bad but when when they when the Patriots and the and the Seahawks played I was in Disney World and I didn't watch the game at all I just was I was at an an amusement park walking around and I found out later that that the uh, the Seahawks had had lost which I thought was great but um yeah if I'm not invested in it it just doesn't do anything for me but I mean there's a party to go to maybe I'll check it out I don't know but in a sense you are because you've now invested 10,000 imaginary dollars into the Pro Bowl prop game that we're going to play right now. And uh, what we've done is we've taken 15 of the most popular props at Bovada Sportsbook and and we've taken our 10,000 imaginary dollars and invested them in a variety of these props. And we'll just kind of go round table kind of one at a time and, 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 and look at these at these and, prop and bets. If, if you've if you've placed a wager, discuss it. If if no one placed a wager, we can move on. No, yeah, we're just gonna go, just kind of kind of talk about the ones that we did take. Um, I I I'll start. I I at plus one thousand, which I think is great odds. I put a thousand dollars that Lady Gaga's first halftime song will be Poker Face, at at plus one thousand. So I'd net I'd net I'd net a hundred thousand. 
imaginary dollars well, that's, if that's, that hit. That's a pretty good bet because we were talking about that. It's popular. It's uh, you know people recognize it. Yeah, and you got to get going quick, right? You have to hook people quick because that show goes really fast. And so they're gonna. I think she's gonna start with either Poker Face. I put my money on Bad Romance because it comes out quick, right? With a guitar, so at plus two fifty. The yeah, right? there you go. Good, and I like your thinking behind it. The payoff, obviously, not not right. quite as good. What was your first wager there, John? My first wager was on the uh, first touchdown score, and ooh, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. I uh, and I think everyone probably got a piece of this. I I put five hundred dollars on Taylor Gabriel being the ooh, first touchdown wow. score. Taylor because, Gabriel, because isn't it always the case and that's where at plus sixteen hundred? It's a it's a good bet because isn't it always the case like somebody odd scores the first touchdown? It's never really it's never really anything that you expect. It's not going to be like oh Julio Jones and uh, you know or like uh, um, uh, Julian Edelman is going to get the first touchdown. It's always somebody odd, right? So if you hit that, you score eighty thousand dollars. Nice wow. imaginary I like dollars that. there. And I went with the at plus twelve hundred Tevin Coleman. What that's, about you, Robert? That's a pretty good one. I went plus twelve hundred for Martellus Bennett. That's a good I one too. I just like them spreading it out and then hitting someone across the middle, like Martellus Bennett. I just see Brady doing that. Mar- Martellus Bennett also said he wouldn't go to the White House if they if they won. So Figures, good right? for him. Yeah, Maybe a future Bronco, by yep. the way. I heard Cecil talking about that today. That'd be great. Anybody else uh, have any other wagers on yeah. page one? On page one, I, I, I did put quite a bit of money on Luke Bryan's national oh. anthem. I'm going to tell you what, it doesn't pay a lot. It's only $120, but I think he stays under $215 simply because his pants are so fucking tight. (laughs) And you've got to get out quick, right? When your pants and your your balls are being suffocated and you're singing, I just don't imagine him staying and lingering. He's pushing his diaphragm. (laughs) He doesn't want to. Yeah, I I think you're right. I don't see him lingering. It's a good one. So I I put $5,000 on him Half your stack on the under, which is at minus 120. So (laughs) if that bet hits, you don't get all your money back. (laughs) Oh, it's minus. Oh, I thought that was just a dash. No, no, no. That's Wait, hold on. Minus is good. No, that's wrong. Minus 120 means that... You have to you have to bet one hundred and twenty dollars to win a hundred. That's, oh, that's what that terrible. means. Terrible! I actually yeah. losing money. Yeah, you lose money if you hit it. But okay. yeah. maybe you preserve your funds while we blow <laughs> them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, the next one I have is uh, how many yards will the first touchdown of the game be? And I uh, and I've already gone in with Taylor Gabriel, and uh, but I I'm saying it's the sixteen to twenty five yard touchdown at uh, plus four fifty. I've I've put a thousand dollars on that. And I also hit that same prop. I went with the 45 to 59 yard variety Whoa. at plus 700 with $500. That's, that's and I went right in the middle of you two with 1,000 for 26 to 39 yards. Again, my Martellus Bennett cross the middle. There moment. you go. I think that's going to be the, the sweet spot on that because, it, like, we were talking, we, we were talking about the, the penalties. We'll get to that in a little bit. But that nerve thing, somebody's going to blow a coverage, somebody's going somebody's gonna to get in for a score. It's probably somewhere in there. Who who else did anybody besides me bet the first score of the game? Yes, I did. Uh, all right, I went with Patriots field goal at plus three twenty five with five hundred dollars. I did as well with a thousand dollars. Oh, I nice. did exactly the same with five hundred dollars. Yep. Wow, interesting. Because I think they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna roll down, stall out, kick a field goal just to get on the board, and then go from there. Okay, so we both have the Patriots. We all three yep. have the Patriots scoring uh, first with a field goal. Odds to win MVP. This was my favorite uh, prop of all. I went with $1,000 on two different high-stakes plays. Devonta Freeman at plus 2,500. 
Uh, so that would net me a quarter of a million imaginary dollars with my thousand dollars wagered. James White at plus sixty six hundred. Wow. I didn't know time. you. I didn't know you could do two people. I so thought I you went could only with do two one. on that. On I, I thought about spending all ten thousand in the MVP, but I went with a couple thousand dollars. Freeman and James White. That's that's pretty good. I, I went with the with a pretty good solid one. Matt Ryan with a thousand dollars. Just uh just to so you'd you'd net two thousand two seven hundred and fifty dollars if you hit that. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe one. If he if he has a good game and they win, he's gonna get it. Oh sure, sure. And I went five hundred dollars on Gotskowski. Wow, really? <laughs> yes, that's cool. See, okay. his odds are plus sixty six, <laughs> so pretty pretty strong there. Oddly, the same as James White, which. It's a little it bit, a little yeah. bit weird. Probably right. a little better odds there. Um, moving on along, past MVP um, on exact number of touchdowns. I bet a thousand on five touchdowns at plus four seventy five. I did the exact same thing. I didn't bet on it. Five touchdowns seems common, right? Like twenty one fourteen. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think that's pretty good. Probably. I mean, the over under on the game is fifty nine, which is nutty high. Nutty high. Wow. I, I got to think it comes in under. Um, but that was not one of the props available at Bovada. Um, I did not bet uh, yards for the first touchdown. Did anybody else bet that one? No, I didn't no. bet that. Um, how many? Oh, wait, we did, but we bet it on another page because oh. that was that was the one I repeated. Oh, okay. How many successful three-point field goals will be kicked in the game? I went with $1,000 on four of them. I did the exact same thing. I didn't bet it. Didn't bet it. Margin of victory? Did anyone, anyone I bet, bet that. that. I, I said the Falcons by one to six points. So you got the Falcons winning the Super Bowl. I got so the Falcons winning revealing the Super Bowl. Revealing things. Yeah, by, by one to six points. I have Patriots by seven to 12. Mm. That's probably where I would have gone too, as I do have the Pats winning the Super Bowl. I just don't think they. I just don't think they're going to have gone through what they've gone through this season and not come out with a victory. I, I think it's yeah, meant to be. I, I see what you mean. It's but in the stars. I think Trump, that, and Trump will mandate it. Ooh, yeah, we didn't <laughs> think about that. And even if they don't, that. it's alternative facts. They That's won, right. Yeah, no matter yeah. What. They lose. They still won. <laughs> yes. So I hadn't thought about that. Uh, which will be the highest scoring quarter? I put a thousand dollars on the third at plus four hundred. I put the fourth for a thousand. That's in, I didn't bet on it, but it, it's interesting. Yeah, I, the the third obviously is the highest odds for a reason. It's usually a stumbling block kind of period, but. I have a feeling that uh, that'll be when the sparks fly in a in a game that will not score 59 points. Um, most rushing yards in the game. Did anybody bet that category? Oh, I did uh, score at the end of the first quarter. Um, that's right before that. Oh, okay. Um, score at the end of the first quarter. I said Falcons lead by one to six points for $500. I did, I did that for 1000 also. Did you? Okay, cool. Um, we bet a lot of the most, same categories. Most rushing yards in the game. I'm I'm uh, going Tevin Coleman for five hundred thousand. Uh, five hundred. Yeah, just five hundred. Five hundred at plus three fifty. Yep. Yep. And I'm going Deion Lewis for five hundred. Wow. Okay. It's just with New England, you just never know with them, right? They're just so. There could be five names on that list <laughs> right, just exactly. for the Patriots. Um, it could be Tom Brady. We don't know. Um, who will who will have the most receiving yards in the game? I selected Chris Hogan just based on the AFC Championship game. Recency bias, they call it, John, at plus 1,000. I didn't bet that or one. Or plus 600. It's a good one, though. It's a good one. Yeah, I didn't bet it either. Uh, didn't anyone bet any of the other categories? I bet the QB sacks and the uh, penalty. Okay, so where you got? So on the QB sacks, I'm saying there's going to be uh, two QB sacks. 
uh, $500. Plus 500 Yep. And you bet 500 on yep. it. And uh, the first penalty of the game, I'm saying, is holding for 1000 and I went 500 for five sacks. I just wow. think they're, they're going to come at Tom Brady, I think. I think they still win. I just think he's going to take a couple of those, you know, falling down sacks. And then I also put the first penalty is going to be offside or encroaching just because of the nerves. I just think that's – Yeah, with, that makes sense. You know what? I'm changing mine to, th- to three sacks. I'm sorry. I, I think two from two to three. Uh, yeah, from so two, two three, would have yeah. paid plus five hundred. Yeah, three pays plus three twenty five. There's got to be at least three sacks. And Roberto went with five fifty, which would pay uh, plus five fifty. So that's a lot of that's a lot of sacks. that's a lot of sacks for two mediocre defenses. I yeah, think. I'd have so, to say so. So, um, but you're not excited about the game. I yeah. I mean, I am. I am. I'm looking forward. To, I'm looking forward to. It. And, and honestly. The fact that the Broncos aren't involved all the way through the playoffs has been a bit enjoyable to me. I mean, I hate to admit that, but oh, I've it. been able to just watch the the football games, and most of them were terrible. But Dallas Green Bay certainly lived right. up to expectations. And, and just was- the, the the whole Goodell thing and handing the trophy, right? Just the the awkwardness of that. I just I'd be kind of that, cool. that's a weird reason for me to cheer for New England because I really yeah. don't like them. No, no. But I do want to see that. I just want to see that micro expression between those two like the fuck you you know what i mean like i just want to see tom brady like give him some shade well and the other thing too and i would never root for the patriots and right. heavens no and, and i'm rooting for them to lose i'm going to actively root for the atlanta falcons but from a professional sports history point of view um and just saying you were there to see it happen a patriots victory is probably the most exciting thing because I think they will have crossed into the Rubicon of possibly the greatest team ever. Yeah, the fran- franchise. I mean, it's it's certainly... Um... And run. I mean, their last 14 years are ridiculous. Here's a ridiculous stat. 52 Super Bowls, 10 of which have involved Bill, Bill, Bill Belichick. Wow. Well, and that was... When they, 20 fucking percent almost. When they, when they ran down the last Super Bowls for... Jeez, was like I don't know, fifty-one last, Super Bowl, last fifteen years or whatever it was. It was all Brady, Manning, Roethlisberger. I, I saw that, and it was like Joe Flacco, and then <laughs> and, and then the same, and right? then and then the rest of those guys. So and and so the all you know they've been involved in so many. And think about it, the great AFC West battles that have happened between uh, uh, Handsome Tom and and Peyton. So I I appreciate the Patriots. I I appreciate Tom Brady. I think I. I think they're cheaters, and um, I want them to lose. But I totally appreciate what they've done. Just the history of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I can't totally hate them like a lot of people do, but um, I certainly won't won't be upset if they lose. So, but it's good times. What do you guys got planned for? Because we're gonna get out of here pretty quick. I'm gonna hang out. I think uh, with the Italian and my uh, and my buddy who who fixes feet. He's a oh, foot doctor. Okay. He's got a he's got a bachelor pad. Nice. Dude, the old lady, he kicked the old lady out. She was gambling too much. Whoa. Wow. Kicked the old lady out. So now it's all all systems go. Gambling on what? Uh, up at the Blackhawk. Oh, so like <laughs> real gambling. Got a, got, he got a, um, he, and I just said my buddy, right? That's all I said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Fix his feet. (laughs) (laughs) He got a canceled check back in the mail from like, I think it was the Lodge Casino. It was, it was a bad check for $3,500 and they were trying to collect on it and he intercepted the mail and found it and she had had a gambling problem before they got together. That was that. That was it. Yeah. That ain't ain't cool. Yeah. Um, 
my my wagering twenty five cents on on NHL DFS uh, doesn't seem so bad now. Exactly, <laughs> it's all perspective. It's all perspective. So, uh, you know, somebody You're else writing bad checks to the casino. Yeah, someone else has a has a big drinking problem. I can go home and knock back a couple of Budweisers. I feel better about myself. So, yeah. Uh, what else you got, Collins? We nah, can. Man, we're okay, good. we're good. Um, this has been enlightening, and uh, we could we could have probably sat here and talked about race and sports all night. We can just we could just uh, go down. That uh, that rabbit hole together. I I would love to do it again, Robert. If you're up for it, so. always, always. And I appreciate the opportunity. I love sitting here chatting with you all. So thank you so much. Absolutely. So uh, hey, if you have any word that people can find you, check out uh, you know what you do. Yeah, yeah. So I have a couple of different places on Facebook. I also um, am the founder and CEO of a of a group called the Proximity Group that studies race. So proximitygroup.com. You can go to. And uh, yeah, any I'm, I'm Facebook, I'm pretty easy to find. And Are you on Twitter at all? I am on Twitter. Yeah, I, I don't tweet as much as I should, um, but I am on Twitter. It's uh, handle is R Montoya two three two three. Facebook though, that's 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 where there where everyone gets together about race and talks calmly and rationally. All you snowflakes, <laughs> rational talk about race on on, on on Facebook. I'm sure. So thanks again. It was really good. This was this was fantastic stuff. We'll 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 talk to you very soon. Uh, until next time, this has been the South Stands Denver Fancast, and hopefully we have the Falcons as the Super Bowl champs. Adios. We love you, Denver! <laughs> since he made his try, I can still recall how hard he tried and the way he died, but he never made that wall. He never made that wall. There's never been a man ever shook this can, but I know a man who tried. Newspaper called it a jailbreak plan, but I know it was suicide, it was suicide. There's a lot of strange men in cell block 10, but the strangest of them all.